0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You, Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Wednesday, September 13, 2017. Today we're reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 97, the second paragraph, beginning with We Seldom Allow an Alcoholic, reading through five paragraphs, ending in That He Trusts in God and Clean House, commenting on all five paragraphs. Today's readers are Maria A for the 12 steps, Carrie S for the traditions, Penny L C, Sherry K B, and Rocky I. The reference number for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, Tuesday, September 12th, is 10416. That's 10,416. The reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting for Wednesday, September 13th, is 10000 417, that's 10417. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience and strength and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions
1: Star 1 to unmute, please, Maria. Step one, we we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, make a decision to turn our will and our lives over. To the care of God as we understood Him. Four, make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admit to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, make a list of all persons we had harmed and become willing to make amends to them all. Nine, make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we... We're wrong. Promptly admitted. it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him. Praying only for knowledge for His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs.
0: Thank you very much, Maria A. I'm sorry there's some background noise. Would you please um, press star 1 to mute your phone if you are not Carrie S. And I will now ask Carrie S. to
2: read the traditions, the 12 traditions. Thank you. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you for your service. This is Carrie S. in Colorado, Gratefully Recovered. The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public meetings of communication. And twelve, Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie S. How our meeting works? Our meeting focuses on the directions for
0: recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderator is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone except the speaker's phone should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book. We're on page 97. We'll begin on the second paragraph, which says, we seldom allow an alcoholic. We will read and comment on five paragraphs, ending in that you trust in God and clean house. I will ask Penny L.C. to begin reading.
3: Thank you. Good morning, Elaine, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny L.C., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. We seldom allow an alcoholic to live in our homes for a long time. It is not good for him, and it sometimes creates serious complications in a family. Though an alcoholic does not respond, there is there is no reason why you should neglect his family. You should continue to be friendly to them. The family should be offered your way of life. Should they accept and practice spiritual principles, there is a much better chance that the head of the family will recover. And even though he continues to drink, the family will find life more bearable. For the type of alcoholic who is able and willing to get well, little charity in the ordinary sense of the word is needed or wanted. The men who cry for money and shelter before conquering alcohol are on the wrong track. Yet we do not go to great extremes to provide each other Excuse me, yet we do go to great extremes to provide each other with these very things when such action is warranted. This may seem inconsistent, but we think it is not. It is a matter of giving that is, it is not a matter, the matter of giving that is in the, in question, but when and how to give. That often makes the difference between failure and success. The minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than upon God. He clamors for this and that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. Job or no job, wife or no wife. We simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trust in God and clean health. And um, some of this... uh, you know, writing makes it a little bit uh um challenging to apply it to our program and to present day. Um what what comes through though loud and clear in, in the message is that I cannot do for my sponsee what they need to do for themselves. And I cannot do for my sponsee what God needs to do for them. And and All of those defining differences need to be made and cleared. You know, it's my responsibility to make sure that I, as a sponsor, am setting boundaries and holding my sponsee accountable to their part of of their recovery program. If I can't make them do it, that's not what I'm saying by any means, but um, make sure that I'm not enabling them. Along the way, and that they are learning what their part of it is and what they need to do to be able to develop their relationship with their higher power. That's what's pivotal. You know, back you know, back when we went to the very beginning steps, the foundation of I can't, um, God can. I think I'll let him. And so it's it's up to me as a sponsor to keep reiterating. You know, are you letting God? And what would God have you be in this moment? Um, so burning into the idea, burn the idea of the con- into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. It does not matter, you know, what the circumstances are. We all have life ch- uh, challenges. And we all have experiences day to day that make it, you know, perhaps difficult, but nonetheless, if we're relying and trusting on our higher power, then we can recover. And it is possible. And we just need to be willing to do the work and persevere, each one of us, sponsor and sponsee, together. And together we can recover one day at a time. Thanks for letting me share, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you very much, Penny Elsie. Who'd like to comment on what Penny read?
3: Good morning. This is Reggie O. Hi,
0: Reggie O. Who else would like to comment? Wendy M. Wendy M. Who else?
4: Katie, F.
0: KDF, and was that Paula D.?
4: That would be right, Elaine. Thank you. All right.
0: Anybody else? OK, let's start with Reggie O., Wendy M., KDF, and Paula D. Please
5: go ahead, Reggie. Thank you. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you so much for your service, and everybody who's showing up on the on the phone this morning. Um, for this, you know that that the last paragraph that uh, we read is it was the first time I read that, or it read it with some consciousness. It just really it sent I all, all kind of energy moving through me. You know the the power of that. You know, burn in, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. The only condition is that he trusts in God and clean house, you know, and and those, those are big conditions, because, you know, we you know we all know there's a lot, there's there 12, there, well, trusting God and clean house, I guess that, you know, that, that goes up to through step nine, and then, you know, step 10, 11 on a daily basis, but I, I remember the first time I heard, I think it was someone who originally was AA, and then in another program, you know, so what we do here is trust God, clean house, and help others, and so that's, you know, the helping others is what, what we're doing um and then so that you know burn the that idea into the consciousness of every man you know that that they can they can recover you can recover it is absolutely possible and probable uh that you will recover if you do that you know if you do these things and so um and then the, the it's not the matter of giving that is in question but when and how to give you know and that that made me think of You know, I can only give what I have. I can't give what I don't have. So what I do have is the experience of working through these steps, the experience of having the obsession lifted, the experience of, you know, daily growing in my trust and reliance on God and the the belief and strength and, you know, ongoing growth of these, of, um, of working the steps. Way in this way and this program—that's uh, what I have. So I, I have the big book, I have the steps, and I have my experience and my—you know—it's often been said, strength and hope that I can share. So that's what I can share, you know. And um, you know, it's—it's—I uh, I also have to remember, you know, it says we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence of God, on dependence on God. And um, I was thinking of something else when I read that. But, but you know, that's, again, another amazing, amazing, powerful sentence uh, that says, you know, I place my dependence on God rather than other people. And what I help people do when I'm taking them through the program is keep turning them to placing their, you know, their dependence upon God. Not me, not anyone else, uh, but definitely God. You know, I'm, I'm there to do my part. Uh, we're here, all here to do our parts, but that is a big piece of the work that we're doing pe- with people. It's helping them place their dependence on God. And that certainly means cleaning house. You know, there's a lot of re- rewiring and reorganization and cleaning and things that, you know, happen as we go through these steps that allow us to, to, to develop that relationship with a God, you know, that we can trust in. So it's just a um, gentle reminder. Thank you for that gentle reminder, and I'll stop at that. Thank you very much,
0: Reggie. Oh, Wendy M., please go ahead, followed by Katie F. Yes.
6: Good morning, Wendy M., recovered in Colorado, grateful to God for the abstinence I have this morning and grateful to all of you being on the line. Um, So, you know, when I first read this, I'm like, what are they talking about? And um, what occurs to me is that I've spent my life depending on you, whoever you are, it doesn't matter. Um, I realized recently I've been addicted to people, not just to food, but to people. Because it's your job to fix me. That's what I, that's what I thought. Um, and it was interesting because my first year in with Vision, uh, whenever I was at a meeting, I'd be complimenting my sponsor. And uh, after the meeting, she would say, you know what, you need to stop complimenting me um, because it's actually not about me. It's about me getting you to your higher power. And at first I was so uh, confused about that. I didn't understand. I thought complimenting people was a good thing. Um, But I totally get what she's saying. She is just a vessel. She is just a tool for me to get to my higher power. And, um, it's you know, this has been a big revolutionary change in my consciousness, Um, you know, because Again, I came from you can fix me, you should fix me, can you fix me? Um, and, you know, just the years of putting people on pedestals, um, literally like, will you be my mommy? You know, just like those little books for kids, like maybe you'll be my mommy. Um, and always relying on other people rather than on God. And really having very high expectations of people my whole life. And just this last four steps that I did, seeing that. Um, high expectations, high dependence, and my needs will get met only through my interaction with other people. You know, and then we're on page 60 to 63. What can I do to get you to take care of me? What can I do to control the situation? Um, Always thinking, how can I control that person so that they can be my mommy? They can take care of me. Um, And it's so brilliantly laid out here, you know, that dependence. Um, is on God. It's not on other people. And, again, that's been a big shift for me and a big place where I've gotten quite a bit of freedom. And then finally I'll just say I love the bottom line here. The only condition is that he's trusting God and clean house. That's the entire program right there, trusting God and clean house. So with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much some of you guys cleaning house earlier today. So please be sure to keep your phone muted if you're not the speaker. Um, Katie F., you are up now, and uh, Paula D. will be right after you. Good
7: morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater. And I just love this um, this section of the book because it's uh, so much uh, what happened to me um, in my recovery as I had been in OA for six years and thought that, um, that I was, you know, one of those people that was constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves and, and just was back out there in the
0: food big time. Um, and then I kept thinking, I'll get a spot. Katie, we left you. Katie. Yes we can't hear you right now okay
7: sorry I got that man telling me things for some reason so anyway <laughs> okay, I, I lost <laughs> my train, but um, but but what I'm trying to say is that um, that it doesn't matter what's going on it, it didn't matter what was going on in my life I had to be willing to work this program and I couldn't wait I couldn't wait until the circumstances were convenient um, And I got abstinent, you know, when I was working 70 hours a week in a restaurant. And, you know, I left there one day um, after eating all day constantly and um, went to a meeting, got abstinent, got a sponsor, and went back the next day and was able to continue working in that restaurant but did not pick up the food, Um, you know, and that experience of, being around the food and having you know very little money and just so many um hard circumstances really got me to where i am today you know i there's so so much of my life um that first experience really helped me because you know i eventually moved away and had no one around me um i lived alone for the first time in my life all these scary um, circumstances that I thought I would never be able to stay abstinent. You know, I live in the middle of a field right now. Um, no one's home. No one would know if I was binging or what I was doing. I could be very deceptive just be on this phone line and you, um, <clears throat> you know, just hope I'm telling the truth, but, but I am telling the truth. I'm getting uh, preparing all my food to go to this convention because I'm getting there ahead of, you know, when those four meals are served, I eat six times a day. So even with those four meals, there's still three meals that I have to bring myself. And, you know,
5: <clears throat>
7: I can't um, just rely on other people and think that it's, it's up to someone else to take care of me. You know, God's given me um, the tools I need through this program. And one day at a time, it works. It really does. Thank
0: you. I'll pass. Thank you, KDS. Paula D.,
4: please go ahead. Hello, this is Paula D.
0: Hi, Paula. Please go ahead. Oh,
4: Oh, well, first let me say thank you. I wanted to make sure I was heard. I want that thank you to be heard. I thank you for your service that is being done today. And this would be Paula D., Recovered By and With the Grace of God. And, you know, as I looked at this, I always looked at this as working with others, I never looked at it in a, a more deeper way, and that would be myself. And I'm going to just throw a quote in here and by C.S. Lewis. And uh, what he said was, I thought when God came into my heart that he was going to redecorate, you know, put up a few mirrors, paint the walls, and put in some pictures up. But he was breaking down the walls. See, when I look at this, I see more than dependence on God for another. I had to know that I'm not God. My ego had to be broken down to realize when I come into this place of helping another, when and how much to give, and why. See, I always left that part out. Why? Why are you giving so much? Is your dependence on God for this person? See, you are to transmit God. You are transmitting God here. But you are not responsible for the receiving of That's what I found out. When I looked here, he clamors for this that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for more than that, his emotional needs. I am not there to supply that, but I am to be there to pass on what I have received. And I love, love, burn the idea into the consciousness of every man, including myself, that he can... Get Well, regardless of anyone, I have heard many sponsors that have been so taken back because what they sponsee, no, you're not responsible, but you'll be there. You can be there. As I read this, and I know I'm closing in on the time, and I do read it often, but I live it. I try to live it every day. You know, between the words, much is said, much is said. So as I end this, I see for myself as I see for another. I see my ego, and I see my compassion and my empathy. It all comes together here, and know that. And that word, burn the idea, you know, I always think of the cattle and the horses when they brand them, and they brand them with a certain brand. Hmm. See, I know what my brand is. My brand is God himself. And I do trust God, and I clean house on a daily basis. And thank you. With that, I do pass.
0: Thank you very much, Paula D. So we're on page 97 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We started reading the second paragraph, which begins, We seldom allow an alcoholic. We've read five paragraphs. We're commenting on all five, ending with, That he trusts in God and clean house. Who would like to comment on what was read today? Mary H. Mary H. Deb W. Deb W Carly M. I'm sorry, is that Carly M? Ali. Allie M. Thank you, Allie. Sherry KB. Sherry KB. Anyone else? Okay, let's go with Mary H., Deb W., Allie M., and Sherry KB. Mary H.,
8: please go ahead. Thank you very much. This is Mary H., recovered compulsive overeater from Northern California love this part so funny to say that every time but job or jo- no job wife husband or no husband we simply do not stop drinking so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God and in my in the margins I have my guide does not equal God and this was so profound for me when I went through the steps with a person that had studied the big book through o a and she told me that the main purpose is for me to be dependent upon god and you no know, long story short um that she she was not my God, and that she was once she had taught me what I needed to know that we were peers. You know, we were, once I became recovered, we were we were equals. We were both in the same boat together. And I just, uh, for me, that was really important. I was really um, worried that I had to be tethered to this, quote, sponsor for the rest of my life. And, you know, there's only one person I'm tethered to, and that's my husband, and that's a job in itself. And I didn't want to take on a sponsor as well. <laughs> I say that kind of kiddingly, but not really. Um, and then just to learn that no, that's not what it's about. That I need, I need my fellows, I need my spiritual mentors. But um, you know, right here is saying, no matter what, no matter what is going on in my life. Well, that's kind of a, a different aspect. That that my dependence upon God is the most important. And I'll just say a quick little. Um, experience I had with that that really brought it home was I had just gone through the steps and was newly recovered, and I had a huge family reunion to go to in Virginia, and um, I was very nervous. I had, didn't have the confidence that I would stay abstinent through this, you know, 100 people and God knows how much food and family drama. Um, and it was way out in the boonies in Virginia, and we had no cell service, and I wasn't going to leave for a meeting, so I was pretty much just dependent upon my God, and I hadn't really developed that yet, and um, that experience was, was just amazing. After I went through it, I was abstinent, and I was like God was very close to me the whole time. I was praying and taking quiet time, and and it just taught me that, yeah, no matter what, no matter what's going on in my life, nothing needs to change on the outside, that I can do this in any situation. And uh, what a relief that is, because I can't change my life. reminded things in my life. Oh, I actually filled my three minutes. Okay, good. I think that's a good place to stop, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mary H. Deb
0: W., you'll be followed by Allie. Thank you. Deb W., star one, you, oh, please.
9: Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thanks, Deb. Okay. Good morning. This is Deb W., Oklahoma, Recovered Compulsive Eater. This is also, I think the whole book is my favorite pieces, but this is one of the, um, on page 98, when it, the, um first paragraph that says, the minute we put our work on service planes, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than God. He clamors for this or that, claiming he cannot master alcohol until his material needs are cared for. Nonsense. Some of us have taken very hard knocks to learn this truth. And then, of course, it goes into the job or no job. Um, You know, I kind of think that some of this uh, thought process by those of us that are still struggling, maybe because oh, don't, I don't know. I hit the very bottom, 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 and and I had the incessant um, monkey on my back craving that I woke up with and that I went to bed with, and my life was miserable. And I think by that having that motivation you know, made me hunt for help, I mean, hunt for help, and and the only help that I have found that has worked has been in this program, and so, you know, when I
4: got in relapse,
9: and I was out there and went through that period of, I can do this on my own, and maybe this two or three huge candy bars a day isn't so bad, but, You know, the minute I ingested them, I felt like crap. When I went through that whole period and was just beaten down, beaten down, I remembered that I didn't want to be here. I can't be here. I can't go on like this forever. That motivation keeps me hunting and trying to stay in recovery because you know, for whatever reason, this is where I am. I'm either in the drug or I'm in recovery, and it is out there. So I um, think that, uh, and one of the things my sponsors have told me always is that um, I need to learn depend on God or, or rely on God, depend on God. God, God is my default, and if I don't find a way to access this higher power, then I I will not get well. I can't get well on another person's recovery. I can't get well on, you know, self-help books. I can't get well on, you know, the food, eating the binge food. So I had to find God and whatever it was that was blocking my communication with God. And once that that, whatever that click the key in the door that clicks, whatever that was, um, got me turned around and back on the path. Gentle reminder. Uh, Thank you. Bye. That's it. Good. Thank you so much, W.
0: Allie, is it M or N as in Nancy? It's M as in Mary. Great. You'll be followed by Sherry KB. Please go ahead.
10: Thank you so much. This is Allie M., uh, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Bellingham, Washington. Um, Just looking at my book on page 98, and this is a a popular section um, because it's so true where it says, um, you know, little charity in the ordinary sense of the word is needed or wanted. I'll skip down. Um, It says, yet we do go to great extremes to provide each other with these very things when such action is warranted. This may seem inconsistent, but we think it is not. It is not the matter of giving that is in question, but when and how to give. That often makes the difference between failure and success. Um, I really like this because, you know, it goes back to that old saying I heard um, growing up that, you know, you, you give a man a fish and he can eat for a day. You teach a man to fish and he can eat for a lifetime. Um, that's you know that would be um my job as a sponsor and um it it's you know the matter of when and how to give um that you know it's talking about us you know relying on our higher power rather than on each other, and that tells me how to decide when and how to give um, I know that there are human opinions running to extremes about. You know if I consult somebody and say, "Hey, you know what's appropriate to help this other person you know really um my god is the the final answer with you know to help me decide how I can help somebody without you know stepping in and taking um taking direction rather than or giving directions rather than letting them seek um but I also wanted to um compare this to my own experience in being sponsored, um, I, I did the same thing, you know, clamoring, um, I cried for help, and um, please help me, please help me, and I, ju- and I had quite a few sponsors in the beginning, um, so it says bring the idea into the consciousness of every man that he can get well regardless of anyone. Um, I was really struggling, and I felt like I I really wanted help, I really wanted to work this program, and I wasn't getting it from anyone. So I kept looking for someone else to try to help me. And I had someone say to me that, um, oh, it doesn't matter who you, who you give your fist up to, you know, your sponsor could be a, a stump and you're still, you know, the point is that you, is that you've done this inventory, you share it and, um, and this is your growth. And and I just went, oh my God, does it really matter? Well, I, I think that we have to be careful here because, um, we can get well, regardless of anyone you know around us um but that does mean that I still need a set side you know um i think if if I'm alone under a rock and I don't know how to do do this work and continue doing this work then um then I might not get well so, so there is gentle reminder. Uh, need and I really appreciate that we're studying this after we've learned how to rely on God through this whole book. Thank you so much, iPad.
11: Thank you, Allie M. Sherry K.B., please go ahead. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry K.B. in Northern California, Grateful Recovery Compulsive I Reader. Thank you so much for your service, Elaine, and everybody on the line. Um, you know, this uh, there's such great things here in such a short amount of time to talk about everything. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in and say the minute we put our work on a service plane, the alcoholic commences to rely upon our assistance rather than upon God. All throughout this book... Every, every nook and cranny in this book is always talking about your full reliance needs to be on a power greater than yourself. Um, so um, I, was, I was taught that, and also through just listening so much on the line, listening to people's shares on the Sunday Special Edition, I learned so much, not just from my step guides, but from a lot of people. And so I'm so grateful for that, that What I learned, I had a couple of incidents happen with two different sponsees where they had. I I have a set way how I do it. We um, we talk three days a week. We talk for 30 minutes at a time. We unpack the paragraphs. We discuss them. That's roughly what we do. And a couple of times on two different occasions, I got calls from sponsees that were crying the minute I picked up the phone. And I wanted so bad to help them. I wanted to be the one to save them. But you know what? That's not my job. And so I said, you know, um, I really want to support you because your full reliance needs to be on a higher power. So the best gift I can get you, give you is get you back in this book. And if you want to talk about this at another time, please call me back. But right now my job is to get you in this book. And, I mean, I felt like it was really hard for me to do that. And, you know, what amazed me is watching the transformation once we started reading that they got connected with their higher power and not with me, and they – and I still said, if you want to talk, call me back, you know, another time. But right now we're we're in this book. And, you know, they said, you know what, I feel better. Um, that's okay. Thanks anyhow, Sherry. And that happened twice to me with two different people. So that just shows me the power of this book. It shows me that my job is to help them get unblocked so they can connect with a higher power and rely on them. They can rely on me for support and the fellowship and the phone line, but their true reliance needs to be on higher power because if this phone meeting wasn't here, if the meetings weren't there, what would we do? We would have to rely on our higher power, and that's what we need. And for me, I know that I need to rely on my higher power and get support from my fellows. And that the only condition is to trust God and clean house. And for me, it doesn't mean trust God, clean house, thank you very much, I can go now, I'm cured. Um, it's no trust guide clean house and help others and with that I pass thank you
0: thank you Sherry KB
11: so again we're on page
0: 97 the second paragraph we're reading five paragraphs we're starting with we seldom allow an alcoholic and finishing up with that he trusts in God and clean house who would like to comment on what was read
12: Jeanette
0: G Jeanette G Anybody else? Brittany M. Brittany M. And if there's no one else, anybody else? I think I'll take a turn, and that just may finish us up today. So Jeanette G., followed by Brittany M. Please go ahead, Jeanette.
13: Hi, um, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in California. My name is Jeanette. Thank you for being of service. And um, I love that part of the book as well. When I came into program, you know, the trust God and clean house. Um, I trusted in, I trusted a religious God that, you know, um, certain religious beliefs, but really it was always about trust Jeanette. And. Take care of everybody not about cleaning house and so you know working the steps has taught me to rely on a power greater than me and um and really what resonated with me today that i wrote in the margin also was um, to trust god and clean house daily and it reminded me that um I now am at the age where all three of my children are adults, no more teens and little ones, and um, they 're all you know adulting and doing their lives and um, and I have to, in order to stay out of the food, trust God and clean house and trust God that they have a power greater than mom um, that and that they um, that I just get to surrender and and trust god and, and it 's a different um, Level that I hit in the last few years, um, knowing that I'm not G O D I am Jeanette and really trusting God, um, in all affairs in all my affairs. And, and it's been a shift because when I forget that, um, God is that everyone has their individual higher power. Um, and that even if I birthed human beings that I am not their God, when I forget to trust in that God, um, yeah i wanna um pick up food i wanna use i wanna um, um, you know figure out a way to control them and so today I can sit down and write a letter to my God, like God, I trust that you've got this handle that handle and I get to clean my house like, oh, if I resent the way that my children, they aren't my children, my adult relatives that I gave birth to um, are adulting, I can do an inventory and see what's my part. I get to clean house of why is that bothering me and go back to my six and seven and then change my behavior. And so um, I just love that this book you know, teaches me how to put the food down and then also put the control down of um, all kinds of substances and um and people and and just rely rely on a power greater than me and that is um my higher power that I choose to call God. So thanks for letting me share and for being here and I'll pass. Thank you, Jeanette G. Brittany
0: M, please go ahead. star one to unmute please Brittany. Brittany M?
12: Can you hear me? I'm sorry about that. We got gotcha. Okay, She's excellent. Ahead. Uh, thank you. Uh, Brittany, recovered Compulsible Reader out of Spokane, Washington. And, um, yeah, it, it's really interesting what struck me this morning. And, um, so, you know, talking about charity and, uh, you know, kind of the, kind of the divine inspiration of when and where to do it as well as trusting God and cleaning house. And, um, so I have financial amends that I've been making, and um, I have some money where I'm able to make some of these amends, and uh, and I'm not able to make a face-to-face amends on these because the stores are no longer in business. And so, you know, my idea was um, <clears throat> to to provide it to a, uh, a a cemetery so to help somebody with a funeral and it's really interesting. So I found out, you know, the address to send the money to and, and I haven't sent the check yet. And then it was the most interesting thing last night. Um, get onto social media and I see that this friend, this guy is now quadriplegic and this just recently happened. And, um, my heart just like hit the floor and here's an opportunity. They need a lot, a lot of money. And, um, so it's just like, wow, what a message and what a blessing. Like, God is so, like, I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm in awe. And um, here's, here's someone, here's the living that I'm able to help out today and um, and heal my wrongs. And um, the other thing is, is that just working with others is such a privilege and such a pleasure. And the thing that I, I get to remind myself is that, um, if it's not their time, there's nothing I can say that will be right. And if it is their time, there's nothing I can say that will be wrong. And um, and then also just the humility of sponsoring. I've so much from the gals that I work with. It's unreal. Talk about God shots. It's just like, um, again, it's a it's a pleasure and a privilege. So um, I'm really grateful. And, I, I mean, I, I promise that this way of life is better than I have Ever imagined, and um, I'm so grateful. And you know, it's done to us, and uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Brittany. Um, my name is Elaine B, and I'm a compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And um, I want to just humbly admit (laughs) that self-reliance failed me. And yet, at times, you know, I I want to lean back on it. I want to lean back it on on it for myself. And for sponsees that I'm working with, um, you know, my, my purpose is to fit myself for maximum service to God and others, but it's God first. So my service to God, if I'm working with a sponsee, if I'm taking a 10-step call, is to invite God in, to set aside everything I think I know, <laughs> and to be open to a new experience. And again, I want to humbly admit I don't always do that. I need to remember to do this. I need this spirit into my consciousness that my only solution is God and the only solution I have to offer others is God. And how can I find God? How can I connect God? How can I apply God? How can I become God with skin on a vessel God can move through to help another is by practicing these steps every single day. and. So, you know, there are often times where a new sponsee comes in and needs a lot of um emotional support. <laughs> Wants a lot of emotional support. And I can relate, I've I I've been there. Um, but you know what, that's that's not my job as a sponsor. Um It is really wonderful. I appreciate so many things I've heard uh, today on the share that if I begin to just focus on what is your emotional need today and trying to help, and and I do recall in the beginning doing that, um, trying to unpack what was happening in that person's lives instead of unpack what's happening in this book um, that that is the solution, that, um, you know, I'm not of help to them. So redirecting them to this book and getting them to begin to build a community because I do need a community. I do need a community of people people I can reach out to um, that can also sort of channel God um, as we invite God into whatever 10-step I'm, I'm revealing, even if they're just listening. Um, and uh, that is so incredibly helpful, too. So um, I just really want to read this again because we want to do it. Uh, job or no job, wife or no jo- wife, we simply do not stop drinking, eating, so long as we place dependence upon other people ahead of dependence on God. Burn the idea into the consciousness of every man that he or she can get well, regardless of anyone. The only condition is that we trust in God and clean house. And with that, I pass. And so I just want to thank everybody who shared today. And we're going to transition the meeting from reading the big book on page 164 to the Serenity Prayer. And I'd like to ask you to hang on because after that we're going to get newcomer phone numbers and numbers from available sponsors and any announcements. So I'm going to ask Shuri KB if you would please read A Vision for You.
11: Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.